Hello and welcome to your uh, Liverpool podcast and this is a very special Merseyside Derby edition so we're mob handed and yes we are in the boozer it's the cross keys it's San Miguel's all round but we should out Neil Jones for a, a shandy but uh, we're here and uh, any background noise is standard pub texture but we're here to talk uh, about uh, the Seon game last night at Anfield and look ahead to Goodison on Sunday James Pearce um, the Reds five games unbeaten so all's rosy in the Liverpool camp yeah if only I think um, you know it was before it was before this runner game started I think it was like four home games in the space of 11 days everyone was saying about how you know, it could probably go one or two ways I think um, you know certainly although Liverpool have come through unbeaten you know it's it's been far from the you know the pick me up that Liverpool season needed um, you know I think obviously Disappointing draw with Norwich, you know, a close to a humiliating exit at the hands of Carlisle, just sneaking through on penalties. Um, you know, a spirited, if error strewn victory over Villa, um, and then Sion was, you know, was a was a huge letdown. I think, um, you know, obviously Rogers rung the changes, used the depth of his squad, but the team he put out should have been more than good enough to to win that game comfortably against the team that finished seventh in the Swiss Super League last season, but. Um, it was, uh, you know, yet again, we've seen a similar pattern in all four games, really, where you know, Liverpool have started to look threatening going forward, been, been creating chances, but, you know, you've got two massive issues. One is that lack of a killer instinct in the final third, not putting teams teams away and giving away soft goals. And, um, you know, that's exactly what happened against Sion and, and Liverpool ended up paying the price. And you could, you could tell from the, you know, the crescendo of booze at the final whistle just uh, how frustrated their supporters are at the moment. Ian Doyle, that's a runner result that's, uh, well, if you take Carlisle as a draw, that's where one win in eight for Liverpool. Um, you know, there was probably a chance there to sort of build confidence after, you know, getting over the line against Villa on Saturday. The manager decided to put all his eggs seemingly into the Derby basket. Is that a dangerous tactic? Well, we'll only know whether it's a dangerous tactic by the, the end of the Europa League group because... <clears throat> that's when we'll know whether or not he made the right decision not to play a strong team against Sion but there's no doubt the uh, the derby's his priority and I think rightly so Liverpool need to you know I think no matter what happens on Sunday Liverpool need to put in a good performance no matter what and I think that's something that they've just not done this season as James said there was these four home games they're expected to kick on from that and if anything it's just underlined the problems I mean for me one of the issues James didn't mention then it's I think there's an issue with the goalkeeper again to be honest I think whether it's the defence in front of him that's not giving him confidance but Simon Mignolet at the moment is in danger of progressing to the Simon Mignolet of this time last year rather than the one who was in the uh, second half of last season Neil Jones there there was plenty of fringe players uh, albeit fringe players who cost big money in some cases on the field last night none of them really put their uh, you know claim forward for uh, a start at Goodison we pretty much know which team Brendan Rodgers is going to put on the field with Christian Benteke's fitness probably the only uh, thing up in the air and even then he's probably bench at best isn't he? Yeah I wouldn't expect Benteke to start uh, even if he was fit at Goodison the, the one thing I think that is dangerous with doing things like what Brendan's done in the in the Europa League and to some extent the Champions League last season is it, it creates a clear divide between the first team and the, the squad players and it's sort of it, 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 
I, I can see why it can motivate some players, but I can see why it would also make them sort of, you know, Adam Lallana is known as a fringe player now, even though he's a £25 million signing. You know, he's he's there, Joe Allen's there, £15 million. You know, Divock Origi was signed as one for the future. Now he's sort of been, been labelled with this tag of just a Europa League type player and things like that. So I, I can see why that would cause an issue within the squad in, in some ways, because if you know you're not playing in the, in the, the games that the manager thinks matters, then, you know, what, what have you got to really? What have you got to show in the in the game against against a team like Sion? You know, you, you know you're not going to be playing on Sunday, so I can see why you get some disjointed performances. James, and you know, they say form goes out the window in derbies, but you know, good teams tend to do pretty well in them. And you know, at, at the minute, as a team, you would say that Everton come into this, albeit Brendan Rodgers made the point in his press conference this morning that you know Everton are one point ahead of Liverpool, but you know they 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 do look a more cohesive unit than Liverpool at the moment. Yeah, they certainly do. Yeah, I think you know you look at it on the basis of recent results, and you know the Everton certainly the team with the momentum behind them. Um, you know the, the manner of their victory at West Brom was probably the, the perfect preparation for a derby, really, to come from two 0 down and win it in that fashion. I mean, uh, you know they'll be they'll be full of confidence. Um, you know, in, in stark contrast, you know the the pressure. At Liverpool, which was eased slightly by the win over Villa, has come back in abundance on the back of such a disappointing midweek display. So, um, so it is an interesting one. I think I know there was a few mind games going on with the press conferences today. Obviously, Roberto Martinez said that, uh, as far as he's concerned, Liverpool are the favourites. They're, they're the ones that spent £80 million in the summer. Um, you know, the, the pressure's on them. Rodgers, for his, his part, said that uh, you know, he embraces that pressure and uh, Liverpool want to be favourites. He said, you know, we're a big club and we expect to be favourites going into these games. But, uh, you know, I think certainly, you know, there, there's a lot of questions being asked on this Liverpool side at the moment. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see on Sunday what they're made of. I mean, the worrying thing is, you know, the, you know, the, the last truly big game that Liverpool had was at Old Trafford when you know we, we didn't see any of the qualities that you'd associate with needing on a on a big derby match and uh, you know the, the lack of character the lack of spark you know the, the, the lack of homegrown talent as well has got to be a, a concern as well I think what first derby since 86 that Liverpool have gone into without a homegrown player um, so you know there's a lot of players there on that on that field on Sunday afternoon who have got a point to prove because uh, it, it just I mean the, the, the stakes are always high when Liverpool and Everton meet but it does feel this time as if it is massive because uh, you know win and Liverpool can find themselves in the top four for the next fortnight going into the international break lose in the bottom half of the table and, and the pressure will be turned right up on the manager Doyle talking about the manager you know um, what sort of a result is the minimum for him on Sunday? Does he need to win? And you know, we we heard the boos. We've heard them two or three times after games and during games uh, uh, in the last few weeks. Um, he needs to win round a significant proportion of the fans now. Um, is it win or bust, uh, or you know, kind of you know, strong performance and a draw, or, or you know, God forbid, a loss? Um, you know, where is Brendan Rodgers now? I think I don't think it's win or bust. I think the only way he could find himself in under any kind of trouble is if Liverpool throw in an absolutely terrible performance and get absolutely hammered, you know, three, four, you know, five nil, anything like that, anything like that, and you'd see you'd struggle 
see how we could come, recover from that. Plus, you've got to bear in mind it's an international break afterwards, so whatever result, we're going to have two weeks talking about it, which may work in his favour if it's a good result, may work against him if it's a bad result. But I don't think he needs to win. I think, you know, a draw would be a good result. A draw away in any derby is a good result, uh, irrespective of, of where the teams are in the league. But even if... I think if Liverpool lose but put in a good performance, say an unlucky defeat, I think you'd... you'd well, it's, you know, no fan wants to see them lose a derby, but I think Liverpool fans would be... You know, they could see at least if there's any kind of progress in the right direction. Basically, Liverpool have to show the heart and character that, as James just said, that they didn't show at Old Trafford. I mean, the games that they've lost in the last four or five months, you look at Palace, you look at Stoke, you look at West Ham, they're all games where they just didn't, they didn't just lose like 1-0 on a lucky defeat. They got absolutely hammered. And they wouldn't say they gave up, but they didn't look as though they were putting in much of a fight. And you're just not going to be able to do that at Goodison. Jonesy Doyley's had a third of a pint and is already talking about Everton winning potentially 5-0. Bring us back to reality, please, God. I mean, this Liverpool side has shown that propensity, to be fair, to Doyley, but surely that's not a result that we could even contemplate uh, on the weekend. Well... Yeah, I've had a third of a shandy, so I, I, my, my opinion will be a little bit less uh, less hardened. But um, no, I, I think it's interesting. I really do think it's interesting the difference in perspective between the two sides. Let's 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 just go cold hard facts. Liverpool point behind Everton. Everton have drawn a home at Watford this season. They've been beaten at home in a big game against Manchester City this season. They were two 0 down with 35 minutes to go at West Brom. Now I, I I always think if you spun the results from last weekend on the head, would Liverpool fans be saying we're the team going into it with the form because we come from two 0 down? I think they'd be saying, God, we, we got away with one at West Brom. We we should have lost against West Brom. Liverpool were always ahead against Villa from the first minute. They were they were always winning that game. You know, okay, they could have it could have been taken away from the last minute. So I, I, I get the point that Everton are looking a more cohesive side in the games that I've seen Everton play this season, but not not by like this this landslide that you know it, it's obviously Everton's game that they're going to win it because they're, they're, they're a much better side. No, it's 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 much closer than that. It's it's it all really depends on what Liverpool do, and if Liverpool play to their capabilities, they will get a result at Goodison. If they don't, then. <laughs> Doyle could be Doyle could be in money, on, you know, comes comes in the afternoon. I mean, the, I read something this week where somebody had said if you had a joint Everton and Liverpool team on the players available now and the form that they're in, you know, who would get in it? And I think it was something like eight Everton players, which included the entire back four and the goalkeeper, and that's prob- that's where this game's going to be won or lost. Which team defends the best? And. You know, Neil, 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 Neil mentioned then about Everton, you know, it's all about perspective. But the other thing is that Everton have come from behind to win three games this season and get a point out of another one. And whenever Liverpool go behind, you just automatically assume, well, they're not going to get anything out of this game. And but as I can remember, they haven't. Isn't the problem when they go in front, you're just waiting for the equaliser every, every 13 minutes on, all the last three times, and an well, equaliser goes well, in? You, there you go. So they have a problem when they're behind and they have a problem when they're ahead. So basically they're having a problem at the moment. But I want to talk strikers because... Um, We've got uh, Lukaku's taken some stick from the Blues fans this season, uh, and we've got Daniel Sturridge who put in you know the real Jekyll and Hyde performance. First half against Villa, I literally thought you know he looked miles and miles away fitness-wise. Second half, two sublime finishes, and you know looked back uh, close to his best in terms of sharpness, if not in, in terms of total fitness. Um, you know where are we with those two front men? Yeah, and I think I think how those two fare on the weekend will go an awful long way to deciding the outcome. I think um, 
you, know, you, you look at Sturridge and you know, he showed in that second half last week against Villa just what Liverpool have lacked, not just this season, but you know, going back to the, the end of the title challenging season when you know that, that season when you had Suarez and Sturridge tormenting top flight defences on a weekly basis. We just didn't have that in the last season. Liverpool were, were woeful going forward, pretty pretty toothless um, throughout Sturridge's injury problems. And uh, you know he he showed that class in the final third. He was the match winner last week, and he's got the potential to be the match winner at Goodison on Sunday. I think his derby record's decent: um, three goals and four outings against the Blues. Obviously, he got that late equaliser in the in the three-three a um, couple of seasons back. And you know, he's he's massive for Liverpool. I think we saw against Sion as well. You know, with Liverpool creating chances, but you need someone to finish them off. And to be honest, at the moment he is the only man who looks capable of doing that. Um, you know, Lukaku. I think he has to be the massive danger man. You know, I watched the West Brom Everton game on the week uh, on Monday, and uh, you know, again, you know, massive second half performance from him. You know, he he seems to turn it on occasionally. And that was a day when he was he was right at it, and when he is, you know, he, he is difficult to stop. And I think we've seen from Liverpool in recent years they do struggle against a big physical front man like him. You look, you know, he, he caused Liverpool problems when he played for West Brom. You look at what Rudy Gestead did for Villa last weekend, and uh, you know, I think even in that even in that three three at Goodison a couple of years ago, Liverpool kept him quiet for 45 minutes, and then suddenly he came alive and you know, scored from a corner, scored again. And uh, how Skirtle, Sacco and Chan handle him on the weekend is going to be huge because uh, Liverpool have been making far too many sloppy mistakes defensively. And uh, you know, if you give if you give Lukaku space, he'll, he'll punish you. I think key key to the stopping Lukaku is going to be stopping De La Feu, um, who, if you remember that three three game. Had probably one of his best games for Everton. John Flanagan's day, um, well not debut, sort of came back into the side and had a good game against them. It was a great contest. One thing that I've watched a few of Everton games this season. One thing that's so much better about Dale Feu is his delivery and his timing of his delivery. He doesn't dwell on the ball as much. He gets it in. He can get this. You know, saw two crosses at West Brom that were put into a great area for someone like Lukaku. It's such a worry for Liverpool because that left back position is a, a massive problem. You know they've got Moreno there who likes to go forward, does that? But he can't defend. He can't stop crosses. He can't be in the right position often enough. You can't really ask for Joe Gomez to go out to left back. I don't think in a Merseyside side derby because it's it's too awkward with the balance of the side and it's sort of taking the, the left footer away. So what do you do? What, what have you got? You've, Moreno's got to have a good game on Sunday he's got to have a good game because if not Dale Feu full of confidence he'll get crosses in and as James said sooner or later the mistake will come from a skater or a Sacco or a Chan and Lukaku will have a chance and uh, looks Ian, like he'll take it looking at Liverpool's danger man Philip Coutinho am, am I wrong in thinking that he's a wee bit off at the moment I mean we've, we've seen him have you know you know, quite a few strikes where you know sometimes you know we've been used to seeing those hit the back of the net really work in the keeper. He's just that yard or two high, wide, where he's just not quite on it at the minute, and we could really do with him absolutely back to tip-top form on Sunday, couldn't we? Well, I think when, when you know when Steven Gerrard left and Daniel Sturridge was injured, I think everybody looked at Coutinho to become like the main man. It's not quite happened for him yet. Um, I think he was frustrated, for example the way the team was playing that's partly responsible for his sending off against West Ham then he missed a, missed a few games and um, it, to be honest it looks as though he didn't really want to come on against Sion 
you know, he, and he just got that impression. He, he shouldn't have really needed to be playing in that one anyway. So, um, but he is somebody who Liverpool are going to have to look to produce because the derbies aren't as like they used to be. It's none of this hundred mile. It'll be fast and frenetic, but it, there'll still be plenty of room for players to play. And I think the way Everton like to play, they like to get the ball on the floor. And they don't really have, you know, the old dogs of war. All of that's long gone. But you know, Coutinho will get his chances. And I'm right in saying he has scored in a derby before. Yeah, he has, Goodison, uh, hasn't he? Yeah. Had a good game at yeah. the 4-0 as well around yeah. the field. He, he ran the show from the centre of the park, maybe, didn't he, in that game? So he's, you know, he, he's shown he can do it in this game. And I think if Liverpool are going to get anything, they're going to have to have him do something. I think one accusation that's thrown at Coutinho, which I think is fair to a degree, is that he, he doesn't very often produce away from home in, in big games. In, in intimidating environments and you talk about been a lot of talk recently I think Stephen Gerrard in his book spoke about his fears about Coutinho maybe being snapped up by a Barcelona or a Real Madrid in the next couple of years and you look at his form so far this season and I look at him and I think you're an absolute mile away from being anywhere near that bracket and you, you know you think if he is going to make that leap you know he's still young you know he, I think he's got a lot of potential he is and we've seen he's a class act but he, he doesn't produce consistently and, and top class players deliver in big games at big moments uh, so I think you know, Liverpool quite rightly will look to him on, on Sunday afternoon you know, too often in these kind of games I think I think he, he does go missing a bit and uh, you know, he, with him operating just behind Ings and Sturridge there's a big responsibility on him to be that creative spark Jonesy the we sort of will finish up maybe by talking about the manager again. It's difficult to get away from him at the moment. Um, he's never lost a Merseyside derby, uh, albeit he's never won at Goodison. Do you think that record of uh, of being unbeaten in derby has given him personal confidence in terms of heading to what will be an intimidating atmosphere across the park? And but you know he he, he seems to feel confident that he's got a squad that will deal with it. Yeah, he's, he's, his confidence in the squad has never never really sort of wavered, has it? Publicly. He says that he's never lost a derby. He's only won one as well, so it's not it's not a it's not a record that you know it's it's not a, 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 a dynasty that he's he's presided over. Here. He, he's had a few draws and he could have lost that three three game, for example. You know they were what, four minutes away, I think, from, from losing that. So it's it's a strange one, isn't it? You know, I don't I don't think it'll it'll give him any extra confidence going into it. But if he can come out of it with two wins and five draws, then you know. He will, he will look at that and say, right, you know, I, I have shown that I can handle a certain task, i.e. a big game, a derby, a derby match away from home. I can win at Goodison. You know, it was always levelled at David Moyes, wasn't it, throughout his Everton career that he could never win at Anfield. He left. Um, he, still, he still hasn't won at Anfield. You know, he, he came back with Manchester United and failed. So that was always a stick that was used to beat David Moyes with when, when fans were annoyed with him. And I think it will always be used against Brendan Rodgers, along with... 5,000 other things that are being used against him at the moment he he needs a performance from his team I think I, I disagree with Doyle Doyle said he, they don't need to win I think they do I, 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 I don't think I don't think even a draw will placate the, the doubters around around the manager regardless of whether it was a, the most battling 0-0 or the most sort of flamboyant 3-3 or 4-4 I think unless they get a win I think, I think he's going to remain under the same scrutiny well, 224 times the Reds and the Blues have crossed that white line together. There's never been an unimportant one, but this one feels like it's got a real certain importance to it. 48 hours to kick off, on we move, uh, up the Reds. Cheers for listening. Ben Yeager.
jij prijsbewust. Nu extra MB's bij de Sony Xperia XA2. Voor 19,50 per maand, 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1500 MB internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewustweek. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op, geld plenen kost geld. 